All right, let's dive in. Why not? Welcome to Trust the Journey. I'm Melanie Curtis. And I'm Jason Maletsky. Our mission is to live, laugh, love, and learn together with you. We're here to create conscious connections, to grow, and to contribute through our practice of openness, honesty, vulnerability, humility, and trust. Trusting the entire journey. Yeah. Family, team, if you want to find us on the internet, go to trustthejourney.today. If you want to join us in our private Trust the Journey family group, you are always welcome. Go to the website, scroll down, donate on Patreon in any amount, and you will be welcomed into that group. Uh, Yeah, we invite anyone to join us. We are happy you're just listening. If you feel inspired to share, however you're called to engage, we, we welcome that and we're just grateful to have you. So yeah, with that, just thank you all for being here, listening, and here we go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So how you doing? Uh, yeah. So today we're talking about basically the value we're finding in our lives, which I kind of love that we just dove right into recording because basically family, Jay and I were going to record later today. And, you know, we were just sort of talking about, I was talking about going skiing and doing some stuff. And, and I asked if he, it was better for him to record sooner. And he's like, whatever, it's cool. We just had a bit of a flexible thing, but it's kind of cool to be recording right now because we haven't talked in a while and so I feel like we're really going to be like actually catching up on the air. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which Definitely. feels kind of fun. You know what I mean? We usually will catch up a little bit before the episode starts, before we start recording. And I'm almost like that we didn't do that, that we just kind of dove in and we're going to share it all. That's how, what being vulnerable and open and honest is all about, right? Yeah. I missed yeah. you. Oh, how was how were your last few weeks? Gosh, I have been a busy guy for for the fact. Now, now when I say that, I have to acknowledge that I've been holding firm boundaries around my own uh, self love, healing, and recovery time. Good. So a lot of my time, which I say is busy, is full of things like going in the sauna. Mm-hmm. Doing steam baths, stretching, going to cold plunges, like doing this work on my physical body, uh, going hiking all the time, walking all the time yep. to make sure that I'm recovering from the injuries that I sustained a little while ago. Yeah, good. So, yeah. It's it's a fascinating thing when a person, not that it, people need to do this per se, but when at least for me, when I got to the point when putting blocks of time on my calendar that were just open, but booked for me (laughs) and, and holding them, you know, and not, and not being like, well, I actually am free. No, I'm not, I'm not available. And it's, it's so empowering to have that. That's big. And I mentioned skiing. i We just got dumped on in the Northeast and it's so awesome. I love winter. I love the snow. I'm stoked. I'm like giddy over here looking out my window at the freaking like two and a half feet on my garage. It's like amazing. So it's so fun. Yeah. Like I've definitely been been recently blocking. Yeah. Yeah. You've really gotten a lot of snow there. 
Well, when the snow comes, you know, That's it's like awesome. you see it on the forecast and you see it that it's coming and you're like, oh, cool. I can't wait to see how the whole environment's going to change and the visual aesthetic of everything around us exactly. completely changes and life changes. The yeah. way that you move and how you interact with the rest of the world changes pace. And I like that. I like seasons because they anchor us to nature, you know, mm -hmm. like it really takes us out of oh this is what i'm going to do today and and the the world uh, the, the planet that we're born of that we are part of says no here's what's happening today it's snowing yeah and just really getting the true value and the beauty out of it totally yeah. and just uh, what i was saying is like the blocking off of the calendar it is that I can only do that during this, the winter. I can only go skiing during the winter. We mentioned this in the seasons episode when we were talking about that, but I'm doing that. You know, if we, we talk about what value are you finding in your life, the value, one of the values I'm finding is that thankfulness for the skill that I cultivated of having that boundary, of having that, that self-love boundary around my time. And because it's not like I don't work hard, I still work really hard. It's not anywhere close to a, a laziness. It's not certainly there are some days where I feel like I don't want to do anything, where I don't really want to work. I don't want to use my brain or my creative energy is just tapped out. So I need to rest. And not talking about that. I'm talking about I know if I only work, which is duh, I'm going to burn out so fast. And it's why do why does one want to spend their life only working like that? As much as I love my work, I also know that I need balance from it as well. Well, that's a great relation, like a segue to the whole concept of where do we find value, right? Because work is incredibly valuable. Yeah. You know, we don't we don't work. As a society, as people, as as a race, we don't do things for money. The people who truly do things are doing things that they love to do because it, it it's curiosity. It's yeah. passion. You're like, oh, this is neat. I want to figure it out or I want to figure a better way to do this. I want to create a system that's going to sustain me, support me. It's all, it's all the things that come with it. If you just work for money... Then, ugh, life is miserable, right? Oh like that's God. a rough thing to do. Got to work for what you, what's curious to you, and what what makes you, what makes your brain say, "Oh, that's neat. Why am yeah. I that? Let's figure it out." You know? Yeah. I mean, I think some people have a different level of need for security comparatively to novelty and excitement and <laughs> adventure, or they are like for me, I felt like I I developed a, I developed a an ability to be in in novelty to be in adventure to be in uncertainty but that was only because i was forced to by like high anxiety you know what i mean like i really needed to cultivate that skill but now that i have that skill i i use it you know what i mean i use it and i use it in my work i use it in my play i use it in all kinds of ways in my in my life but yeah, I mean, I don't, I, that's the reason I say that is I don't judge someone who does work for money because they maybe have a high value of security in this society that we live in and they choose that very consciously and that's fucking great. Go you. When I think of that for myself based on my values, it, I just know it, I would f totally be desperately unhappy. I've had the experience, right? Where you've, I've chosen into, 
picking a job that's going to pay me well, that's a shit job. It's hard work. It doesn't fulfill me. It's not something I'm passionate about. And I've done it because I wanted the income associated with it so that I could support my family, so that I could take care of the values that I have in my life that do give, that do bring me value. So mm-hmm. it's a trade-off, right? Where I'm yep. like, okay, I'm going to give my time to do this thing that I don't really care about that does provide me an income so that I can have some sense of security or provide for the values that I do have in my life, which is my kids or my family or whatever circle yeah. of things that we need. It could be my pets and my animals, my farm, whatever it might be. Right? Anything at all. Matil. Matil. Oh. As soon as you said pets, animals, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, oh, Matil. Yeah, uh, speaking oh. of value in our lives, oh, man, I tell you, Matil, she has some serious, like, radar on uh, when to cuddle. Like, on my birthday, I actually recently had a birthday. Yay. And, yeah, uh, happy birthday. Yeah, thanks. And uh, on my birthday, she and she doesn't do this very often, but sometimes she will get up onto my chest when I'm laying in bed, like asleep, and she'll lay right across. I'm sure I've shared this on the podcast before because I love it so much. It's so amazing. She lays literally almost like suffocating me, <laughs> but but then she'll fall asleep and we're just like cuddling. It's wonderful. Like it is so wonderful to just share that sweet moment with this special little being. And she's just so like, and other times she completely ignores me, of course, you know, per cat, <laughs> per cats, like, but like humans, like too, humans. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. humans. <laughs> this is why I love her so much. I'm like, oh, I have so much to learn from you. My sweet Jedi, <laughs> my sweet Jedi master. So, um, last week I took off and went off grid for a week. Amazing. And it was intentional, uh, for a few reasons. Uh, one is it's, I've had a lot on my plate with dealing with personal injury recovery, as well as managing business that is very, very busy dealing with all the challenges of the world and growing at the same time. And so it's been quite overwhelming and unable. I've been unable to keep up with all the demands. So I've felt my workload and my stress load increasing. And I've recognized like, okay, what do I need to do when things are starting to get a little bit too much is I actually need to stop doing so much. And I, this is a huge value that I've learned is when, when my workload is peaked, one of the best things I can do is unplug for a few days, mm-hmm. take a little time to recharge the batteries so that when I do sit back down to go to work, that I'm going to do it effectively and I'm actually going to be able to execute the things that I need to do with a clear mind. And they're going to get done really efficiently. I'm going to enjoy doing them. And even if they're hard, I'm going to be up for the challenge. Mm-hmm. So what I do, and this is just checking in, I unplugged, literally unplug. I send all my key people. I'm off the grid for the next five days. Don't expect an answer to an email. Don't mm-hmm. expect an answer to a phone call. Like literally, yeah. I'm turning my phone off. Nice. So I'm going to spend time with whoever I'm with mm-hmm. in my close environment or being in the environment I'm in outside in nature. And I'm just going to unplug and I'm not going to check my email. Mm-hmm. I am not going to check my messages. I'm going to stay completely off of social media unless I want to share a photograph that I've taken on my trip to kind of just 
say, here's where I'm at right now. I'm unavailable because I'm on this mountainside somewhere. Yeah. Uh, and it's a great, it's so good, you know, because I come back from a few days of just not having the standard load of things that I need to get done. Yep. All I need to do is do be where I am and enjoy who I'm with and the place where I'm at and take in the snowflakes, you know, and and just be there. It's so good. I love that you brought this up because I've said this in the last two weeks, week, two weeks, it's it's become much more clear to me that I need a vacation. Like I haven't taken a vacation because I can do whatever I want whenever I want. And I say that not as a brag. I say that as like that's just my lifestyle and my the business that I've built has a lot of freedom by design. You know what I mean? Like I just did it that way. <laughs> Go ahead. Did you just you just say I do what I want? <laughs> No, exactly. I do what I want. I do what I want. But that, you know, it's so funny. It's so simple, but it's so true. Like, I, my whole business, like, plan from the very beginning of my life coaching business was I want to be able to do what I want, when I want, with whom I want to do it. And that was it. That was pretty much it. And that is what I live now. And I have that. I've created that. And I'm very proud of it. I'm very grateful for it. And I sometimes don't use it in in its like full possibility. You know what I mean? Because sometimes I'll get into my ruts of working in this way or I'll have, you know, whatever whatever I have that's going on that, again, I like doing because I love my work and yada, yada. But I've I've realized recently – and this is part of my COVID fatigue because I've been feeling a lot of COVID fatigue in recent weeks as well, where I'm a little bit more tired. I have less bandwidth for my creative mind, for my thinking mind. Like I need more time off. I need more time apart from that thinking mind. And that's starting to inform me, oh, okay, it's because I haven't really unplugged. I haven't really taken a vacation, quote unquote for a long time, for multiple years. And so it's the last time I think I took a vacation was my 40th birthday when I went to Iceland, which was great, which was totally great. But like, I'm now 43. And so it's like, I'm ready for a bigger break. So when you say vacation, you mean like not skydiving? No, I mean no work. No work, no something work. entirely for me, disconnected from social media, basically what you described. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure that we put a pin in that. Yeah. Because it's very easy to confuse some of our hobbies and our pastimes, our recreations yeah. with taking a break. Right. Right. And they're very different, you know, like I know that if I go and jump on my dirt bike and go rip around on my dirt bike or if I go paddling or if I go jumping or any of these things that I do for recreation, they're great for recharging in the short term, but they're not true breakaways. I'm yeah. only out for a short time. It's not like I'm getting that multiple days of just unplugging the whole from the matrix yep. and just letting the brain move to a different pace, waking up with the sun going to bed with the sun, you know, I really like, for me, that finding that rhythm 
and plugging into for I, I keep saying it over and over again because it is such a huge value yeah and that is <clears throat> connecting with nature mm-hmm. it is getting outside and this i had a great day the other, what was it i had a multiple wow day recently where it was just oh yeah i remember i went hiking and it was just one of these times where every time you you walk like 50 steps and you turn around and go wow <laughs> and right. you start to pull up your phone and take a picture and then you walk another 50 steps and go wow yeah right? and take a picture and walk 50 steps and say wow oh my god and, it can't possibly get more beautiful and yet it does yeah. yeah yeah and those that's like getting an iv of awesomeness that you can then leave with that's totally fuels the soul to be like wow i feel so good now i went outside and i saw this beautiful amazing scenery that just fills me with passion and love and joy yeah yeah oh that's why (coughs) one of the reasons and yeah like skiing is not the same thing as unplugging but it's something that i look forward to so much and the snow is something i look forward to so much even right before this call this this episode i was outside shoveling and I was stoked because <laughs> I wasn't sure if the uh, if the guy, you know, that was going to come and plow our driveway out, I wasn't sure when he was going to come. And so I was like, yeah, Sarah and I were like, let's get out there, do some extra exercise. We can shovel. We wanted to just kind of play in the snow. And it was fun. And it was one of those shorter term refuels and recharges. Uh, but yeah, it's so easy for me just to be able to stay in my house because I always have so much I can do. It's, I don't have to go anywhere. It's like it has to be self-motivated for me to leave my house at at this time in life. And not that I don't find motivation to leave my house, I do, but I've also noticed in recent weeks where I've been into one of those zones where I've been really focused on indoor things like I finished the Audible book. I'm We're doing a re-edit of our graphic memoir, which was a lot of new writing for me. So it's like that type of stuff. I have to sit for a long time at a laptop. Well, it's wintertime. You know, wintertime is, is inherently uh, for millennia in our DNA. We're programmed that this is going to be the time of year if we live in the Northern Hemisphere where we go inside more and we spend more of our time sheltered Mm -hmm. and doing a lot of those longer term projects. You know, you don't have to go very far back in our own history as a species to see that during the winter is when most of the, you know, the intricate work gets done where you have time to sit down and and build something that you're then going to put into practice or use in the summer season. So... I look forward to the winters for years. They've been a huge value to me because I thought of it as the time where I'm going to get to rest a little more and the nights are longer, right? So the nights are longer. So traditionally you, you get more sedentary time where you're, you're settling down. And even if it's with a book or with a laptop or whatever, but you're, Mm -hmm. you're quieter, you know, and there's more time available to sleep. I don't feel the pull to get out of bed in the morning because the sun's not up yet. You know? Right. And I think that's a big thing for so us. So true. Yeah. So true. Yeah, I find huge value in that. It's so yeah, it's not it's not a problem per se. It's more like a noticing. And if I talk about value in my life, I'm grateful for that observant observer 
part of me too that can can simply take in what my experience is, can simply take in what I'm doing, take in what I'm feeling, take in what I'm thinking, and really be that observer of of my life experience as a way to make informed decisions. So yeah, it's 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 over the last weeks, like noticing this thing about the the idea of taking a vacation. And I'm I've been thinking about going on a retreat for myself longer than the last few weeks. So now when I have this new feeling, and this is sort of a nuanced distinction of my observing of my own self and thoughts and feelings, is I've been ready for a retreat, wanting to do a retreat, more like in nature, time alone, disconnected, journaling, not not high activity. And then with the, oh, I need a vacation, it's more, it feels more like pressure to take action on that. You know what I mean? In a good way. It's a, it's a motivating action and a motivating observation for me to go, cool, if I persist and I continue to feel this for too long, if I don't take care of myself in a different way than I have been, then I could see myself having a bigger sort of breakdown, needing more rest or failing or flailing in my work in some way that would not be cool with me, something, something like that when I don't get the kind of rest and recovery that I need. So yeah, like the, I see value in that type of stuff. You know, being able to even just observe myself is a high value to me. So you're, you're touching on something that has just been, I'm like, I feel it like right in my heart of like, oh my God, this has been so good for me as far as hitting a value. And that self-observation skill yesterday day before a couple yeah a couple days ago a couple days ago i had this little bit of a a fit where i suddenly hated my life and oh. was feeling like i'm flailing oh. and I, I started having all these self-doubts and like you ever you, and we all have this we all yeah. have this, just this oh, yeah. moment of like i'm like what it, so i started like doubting where I'm at with my relationship with people that are close to me mm-hmm. and saying, oh, is this right? Is this wrong? Is there somebody thinking something? Should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? What am I doing with my work? Am I falling behind? What am I doing with my life? Oh, shit. Right. I just kind of, it's all imploding. I hate myself. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Like the whole, the whole snowball just started yeah. kicking off. And I was able to hear my own thoughts from an objective viewpoint and I have to con- uh, attribute the ability to notice that to the practice that I've been doing in meditation and being able to hear all this noise in my own head and go, wait a second. No, 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 no. <laughs> all this noise isn't really what's happening right now. This is all thoughts that are happening, but this isn't really where I'm at in my life. And I'm like, wait a second, my work is going great. I have stuff that that needs me, that pressure there's on, but I'm happy with that. My relationships are fantastic. My life choices are right on point. And I go to my list and I'm like, none of the things that I'm hearing myself tell myself right now are aligning with the realities that I know 
that are there when I wake up the next day. Yeah. And so I was able to objectively pull myself out of this snowball of despair, Good. which I don't even know what kicked it off, whether it was diet or hormone or fatigue or pain or something just kicked off this series of thoughts. It could be uh, recurring depression. It could be anything at all, right? Yep. And, but I have to say, thank God, thank me for doing the work to learn to meditate and using the Sam Harris waking up app literally every day for the last two years and being able to objectively go, wait a second, I'm not riding this downhill freight train into a hellhole where I suddenly feel like I need to get a drink or I need to get upset and do something self-destructive. Like pulling myself out of that experience, I can completely say, the reason I was able to be objective and be self-aware is due to that meditation practice and learning how to hear my thoughts occurring rather than just feeling my thoughts occurring and getting tangled up in the emotional experience. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. Good for you. That's Yay. a huge win. Yay. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> woo! it's a huge win. It really is. I mean... Oh, it's fascinating. I, I can't not go back to ceremony where the observer helped me surrender in ceremony too, you know, and helped me really release in a in a way that I could connect and receive it, the insights that I've received. It was very hard at first, very scary to release, to surrender. And yeah, the the observer frame was what made that possible for me. And I'm grateful for that. And yeah, you let me talk about integration from ceremony from any kind of healing learning that we do. It's it's the rubber meets the road in regular life. You know what I mean? And so it's like we talk about, oh, let's you know, we're trusting the journey. We're here catching up. We're here trying to create a, we talk about stuff that's of value to hopefully those listening and to us here in this conversation. And sometimes it looks like, well, I've been sitting at my computer for five days and, you know, it's sometimes it's just that boring as fuck set sedentary, like stuff you know, that like is quote unquote regular life. A, a lot of times it's not the I'm going skiing down the mountain. A lot of times it's what am I choosing out of the refrigerator, you know, and what am I choosing out of the cabinet, if anything, that type of stuff. has That's been a major challenge for me. And I, I have to say this, I've tried that new Noom app. I don't know if you guys have seen yeah, that. I used it for a long time. You when did? I was doing some focused weight loss to oh, cool. change my structure. It was about two years ago. I used it for oh, about three, nice. four months. Yeah. I had never heard of it before until recently. And I love psychology, obviously, with my life coaching work and all the stuff that we talk about. But I, I have definitely gained, you know, like 14 pounds or whatever was like my max that I gained in COVID. Yeah, fuck yeah. Booyah. Talk about <laughs> leggings every day. So I'm not, it's not a problem. Like I don't feel, I still feel sexy. I still feel strong. I still feel good about myself. And I want my clothes to fit, you know, and I want to be where I normally am. And so, and nothing I was doing was actually working sustainably 
in these COVID times. And so I said, you know, I keep seeing these these ads and I'm like, yep, I felt pr- I, they targeted the right person because I'm like, yeah, I am a psychology buff and I've never tried something like this. I already log my food on Lose It app. I've, I've done that for over 10 years and that's always worked for me. And I was struggling to feel motivated to do that. So I'm like, well, maybe I can use this new app and and see what it's about. And if it's any good, it's something I can share with my clients or whatever. And hopefully it works for me. But I'm I'm only like a week and a half into it, but I'm really liking it. I'm really enjoying it. It's engaging me in a different way. And it's helping me see and learn where more specifically where my breakdowns come in around hunger and tiredness, the connection to those. And this is just me specifically. So everyone, who, whomever who does it, you'd find your own stuff. But for me, I can get very hungry and I get triggered. When I feel hungry, there's something around that where I'm like, I got to have food. I'm like, I freak out almost. You know what I mean? <laughs> And that's magnified when I'm tired. And anyway, these are not things I'm unaware of, but I'm magnifying that awareness in a more nuanced way. And I'm finding high value in that. Have you ever done any fasting, whether it's intermittent fasting or full fasting, like multi-day fasting? I have. I've done... I did a project. I did a juice fast. I actually blogged about it. This is like over 10 years ago. Um, yeah, I blogged about it, but that's the only thing I've ever done. I haven't really done any significant fasting. I've done some intermittent fasting, uh, where I eat later in the day. Like I, I'll wait to eat. I'll stop eating by 8 PM and then I won't eat until like 10 or 11. But I didn't, I didn't really follow through on that too much. I was like, I'll try it for a week, but yeah. So, um, I've found that intermittent fasting has been, um, really powerful for me for, hold on, I was looking for this app. Um, it's been excellent in helping to change that weight loss. Like if your diet hasn't changed, Mm -hmm. but your body's makeup has started to change, whether it's because of different activity level or different age, mm-hmm. whatever it is that's, that's fearing the intermittent fasting using an, using the app to drive that has been really powerful. And the other one is I've done a lot of different cleanses, right? Like taking multi-day, multi-week yeah. cleanses, doing things like master clan or juice cleanses. Um, but doing some studying and learning about full, water fasting and mm-hmm. doing multi-day water fast. I mean, just the topic of hunger yeah. and self-awareness, these two things just kind of like synergistically came into the same topic yeah. where you're like, I want to talk about self-awareness and feeling these fatigues and feeling all this body stuff, but being able to know why you're doing it and what the value is and doing it intentionally. Yep. The process of fasting can be really, really powerful for what it does for our body physically for the processes that start to engage and for the strength of mind that Mm -hmm. comes out of it because there is a huge challenge to sitting with the feeling of hunger yeah absolutely that's totally what i'm working on right now is that and i'm not 
I'm not highly skilled at it yet. <laughs> so there's this massive difference between <laughs> hunger and eating for comfort. Yes, for sure. Right? Like I eat for comfort all the time. For sure. All the time. I'd say 80% of the time that I go to the cupboard or the fridge or wherever, I'm going to eat something because it's going to give me a feeling, not because I'm truly in a calorie deficit situation right. that requires food to meet the calorie output for my day. <laughs> totally. Yeah. This is not I the know. case. You know? I know. That's why I like having this... It's, I love having accountability around a certain amount of calories per day, which sounds so restrictive and whatever. I, I actually like that. It makes me feel empowered, feeling like I have awareness and knowledge of what's occurring. Even if I choose to eat more than my allowance, that's okay. But I, when I'm really committed to something like that, I like to achieve those, those days. So that, that helps me. I've learned over the years that that, is a positive motivator, positive reinforcement for me. And so, yeah, like opening the refrigerator, like I said earlier, is a, is a thing, you know, feeling the hunger, recognizing these small micro moments where I formerly would made it, would have made a choice that was not in alignment with where I want to go, which is some hot photo shoot in my skinny jeans. Fuck yeah. Watch out post COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for that. You know me in my New York City photo shoots. I'm very excited about this one. I totally have it. And I'm visualizing it, right? Like, I'm totally I, – I know I'll get there. Like, I'm I'm super calm about that. Like, there's some part of me that even though this process has felt challenging to me inside COVID, like the idea of losing the weight that I've gained and getting my body back into a shape that is more – typical for me. Uh, even with that feeling challenging, there's no part of me that thinks I can't do it. Like that is, so we talk about where are we finding value in our lives? That's another thing that totally sticks out where I'm like, okay, I went up a pound when I weighed in this morning. You know what I mean? And I'm like, that doesn't even make me feel bad. Cause I'm like, Good. I know I'm on the right track. If that makes sense. Because I'm yeah, learning. and that's a total reflection of what yeah. I was just touching on for myself there, right? The concept like, oh, okay, I'm aware of what's happening here. How right. am I respond? How am I choosing to respond to it? So, like what I was talking about earlier, when I found myself in this kind of mental snowball rolling down the hill, how I chose to react to it is, I pick up the phone, I send my therapist a message, I say we should probably talk soon. I'm ha I'm having a hard time. I go outside. I go for a walk. I cut back on my what I'm eating mm -hmm. and I changed my sugar intake and say, wait a second, I'm taking in too many comfort foods. I need to just pull back on the calories a little bit and start to like touch in on all these points, you know, get some exercise, go outside, call a support structure yep. and, and then talk to somebody and then mm -hmm. actually go and say, Hey, I'm having this, this, I just had this horrible feeling where that, blah, 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 mm -hmm. you know, and, and leaning into all those, um, Coping mechanisms, right? Mm -hmm. I could say they're coping mechanisms. I don't support. think that's a very support yeah, system. Yeah, support systems is a better description because coping mechanism is like eating a candy bar. Yeah, it has right? a negative connotation. Yeah, but yeah, doesn't always need to be perceived negatively. But yeah, I, I hear you. Mm. Yeah, and you know the other thing is taking some time alone. Mm -hmm. Um, so I wanted to touch on this as a 
as a value. One of the things that I really recognize for myself and, you know, some of us aren't very comfortable being alone. Um, there's a lot inside of our own heads, you know, and one of the things I've learned from my time in the psychedelic field is a lot of us are terrified of what's inside of our own heads. Oh my God. <laughs> when we're going to sit down with a psychedelic, the only thing we're sitting down with is what's inside of our own heads already. Nothing new is going to suddenly appear in our mind, you know, Freaking we're only terrifying. sitting down with ourselves. And I've looked at some of my best friends, people who I care about deeply. And they're like, I am so scared right now because I'm going to literally just be alone with myself and look in the mirror. Oh, you know, so look scary. at Melanie. She's just, she's just, like, just oh, like, oh my God, it's terrifying. It's scary. It's terrifying every time, every time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's just what's inside of our own head. Mm -hmm. Right. So it can be terrifying to just be alone. Yeah. And without without diving into a you know a really eyes open kind of heart open space where we're like oh I'm actually looking at my deeper self just sitting alone and not having the noise of television or the noise of my phone on Facebook or Instagram yeah. or Snapchat or Tiki Talkie whatever mm -hmm. who cares just shutting off the noise and just being alone and just being quiet and having that time to just be is such a huge value learning how to be okay without having to fill the space with noise yep true 100% true it's it is a thing to get truly comfortable being with yourself that is has been critically important to me to level up in literally every area of my life, literally every area. It, you, it might seem totally indirectly related to work, for example, like, oh, why, how does that apply to work? But it, it applies to work in the sense that like, if any part of me is like, I need to be something or I need to be approved of, or I need to be perfect, or I need to be, or I don't know if I'm good enough. If that, that gremlin thought that deeper seated self-defeating voice that most of us develop in our younger years based on whatever we might experience as young people and had traumas we face and stuff like that. But even just regular living, young child minds don't know how to process the world so we we might we might receive our mom taking our plate of spaghetti away from us as some meaning of we're not good enough for whatever you know what i mean like it could be something as simple as that like who knows where this stuff is derived we can often find it but a lot of times it's there for people for everyone in my experience in this work that I do, life coaching, it's there for everyone. And the people I've talked to around psychedelic healing, everyone. And so that's why I call it to those listening. I say that so much because if you're listening and going, oh, you know, but but I think this or I feel this and it's like everybody has that stuff. Anyway, I'm sort of rambling, but when I was like, I am safe alone – I am safe. And I don't mean that as a, I want to be disconnected. I mean that as a way to actually connect as a real person who's not afraid 
of being disconnected because I don't believe that. I know we've talked about this before, but that core confidence has allowed me to show up in workplace engagements at such a higher level. It's allowed me to show up in all realms of my life and relationship in such a calmer, just more authentic, which sounds silly, just really genuinely peaceful way. And and speak my mind and hold my ground and and share my standards and feel okay and not afraid to do that when historically that would have been really terrifying to me. But that's before I was actually content to be with myself. You know, you, you just hit the nail on the head there that the work that we do to better learn ourselves and to become more self-aware, it affects us in a positive way in every aspect of our life. So here's the thing, right? This is the part that I find the most um, inspiring is when we truly prioritize doing deep work on ourselves, if I say, no, I can, I'm not available for this family event or this business obligation or this friend's ask or whatever it might be. When I say, no, I'm not available for this stuff because I need time alone. I need to meditate. I need to exercise. I need to go off grid. I need to go to this ceremony. I need to go to this therapy. I need to go to this friends group of, you know, a sharing group, whatever it might be. When I look at all these support systems, when I invest all my time in those areas, I come back to my other values, the things that are important to me at a higher value. I am able to contribute. And if I'm able to contribute me, so I'm also able to receive at a higher level. Absolutely. So this is the whole thing where we're like, we forget where we get lulled into this idea that, no, I need to stay here and grind, 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 grind on this so that I can get this thing done. But we forget that. No, 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 no. If we have more balance and we put more work in here, I get better at being able to be present, recognize the true value, listen better, receive, not respond, mm -hmm. right? Just receive, consider, offer feedback, offer perspective, be involved at a higher level with that work supporting that, that involvement and that true value. So... I'm such a huge advocate. I think that's the whole basis for this podcast. Yeah. I really do. I feel like that's where we're anchored in is this continual reinforcement and reminder to ourselves and to everybody that taking the time and spending it on ourselves truly lets us be a contributor at a higher value in every single aspect of our lives. And that's for our kids. That's for our spouses. That's for our workplace. It's for our mothers and fathers. It's for our families. It's for any person that we run into, yep. everything that we do, we do a better job of it when we do a better job of caring about number one. If I don't care about me, I can't care about you. you know? <laughs> number one. I love that. <laughs> I don't know why that struck me. It's really funny, but it's so true. I mean, I also love, Jay, that you brought up being able to receive, like really being able to receive. One of the things that Brene always talks about is how joy is one of the most vulnerable emotions, if not the most vulnerable. 
So like there's this thing that we're, when we really allow ourselves to receive, when we really allow ourselves to feel joy and to feel all of the, that one, all the wonderful things that life can allow us to feel, there's a thing that with fear will sneak back in and it's called foreboding joy, where it's like as soon as we feel joy, we'll be afraid of losing it. So if we do the work to be okay with, uh, you know, the simplicity of ourselves alone, which can sound very depressing as a, as a superficial concept, but when we connect to it as a, as a spiritual foundation, it allows everything else to be, to be possible. And it's like a, it's a huge deal. But this, this idea of this as a spiritual concept, I have been reading, this is not new to me, but it's been reinforced in a recent book I've been reading by Osho. And I'm forgetting the title, but it's something, it's about aloneness, basically. So it's learning more. I've been learning more recently about the the broader concept and the spiritual underpinnings of aloneness. And it's really empowering. It's really empowering because I used to think aloneness was so was so depressing was like what i can't have people in my life i can't have love i can't have connection i can't have whatever like that was my very superficial look at aloneness but when i look at it as a spiritual underpinning it's like oh it makes me able to connect deeply it makes me able to receive joy and be okay when and if it goes away right this being okay with the transient nature of feelings of emotions and how those those things are guaranteed to ebb and flow so yeah it's been a big deal that's been a big value in my recent life actually is that particular exploration of concept exploration of concept how so of aloneness yeah 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 reading about it thinking about it it being in practice of it in my life all, all kinds of different ways of sort of integrating that for me. It's interesting there is, you know, I was married for almost 15 years and separated and found myself needing to just be alone. Like, even though I was in a beautiful, loving relationship that just has so much value, I couldn't get to a place inside myself that had enough room to think and to just be and to just feel who I am and what I'm happy with and what I'm not happy with. Like there's just too much exterior influence, too much noise to actually hear the subtleties inside of myself. Mm -hmm. And so I found myself, even though I have these wonderful relationships that I'm just cherish so deeply that I really want to continue to uphold and to maintain with, you know, a full investment. I couldn't do that at the capacity that I wanted to do that at because I couldn't hear my own inner voice that's saying, Hey, please pay attention to me. You're unhappy because of this. You know, you're unhappy because of this. You're, you're not paying attention to this part of yourself. Mm -hmm. And I really had to spend quite a bit of time just being alone to actually be able to go, oh, oh, okay. I'm starting to sort it out now. Here's where the things are coming from. Here they are. You know? That's good. It's brave to do that. It's scary. Brave. 
It's so scary because you feel like you're going to hurt the person. You feel like you're going to be lonely and feel all these awful emotions. You'll feel like you're making a mistake. Like you'll feel you fear what you'll find in your own head. Like all the things that we said earlier. It's totally scary. That's why I say it's so brave and I acknowledge it. And it's not about the other person, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's the thing. And it's so easily misconstrued. No, it's definitely not. If you have a work relationship or a family relationship or, you know, a spouse or kids or whatever, and you're like, I just need time to be alone, it's very often going to be get taken as I need time away from you. Right, Specifically right. Tar- pointed at another person. Right. And there's a big difference between it being about them and it being about you. Mm-hmm. If you're failing to hold a boundary for yourself it's about you mm-hmm. if you're letting somebody else's life overlap yours in a way where you can't hear what your needs are anymore then you're failing to hold your own boundary then or we we are failing to hold our own boundary and therefore it's about us so it's always about us it's never about anybody else and this is like thank buddha for (laughs) the freaking realization that there's nobody in my life that's a problem except me (laughs) ain't it the truth preach yeah preach there (laughs) maletsky there's only one person who ever gives me real issues and that's me you know i'm gonna try and fuck with you now to see (laughs) I love you. I have let people get (laughs) under my skin. Like I've perceived that people were a real problem. And then when later on I look back at it and I'm like, I had the problem the whole time. The other person's like, I think think that guy has a problem with me. You know? (laughs) Like, yeah, I do. I do. You're the problem. (laughs) It's so funny. Oh, my God. Oh, my friend, is there anything else that you're just burning to share about your recent life that's of value to you? Obviously, there's always a million things we could share. Yeah, I mean, one one of the things I didn't talk about yet was sleep. The value of sleep, oh my gosh. I And I'm like, I'm a guy who has spent a lot of nights awake. Like, I am a night owl. I also like to have a good time and go out mm-hmm. and stay up all night dancing and have adventures and travel the world on red eyes and trains and planes and automobiles. <laughs> yeah. And there's just a million reasons why I could stay up all night trying to change the world or diving into some <laughs> research topic or whatever it might be. Right. And losing out on sleep. And what I've really come to realize is, oh my God, sleep is so important. And I think I hear um, Tim Ferriss come at comment on it in one of his ads on the beginning of his podcast he's like what i've come to realize through all my research and my life so far is that the number one variable in my own productivity and value of life is sleep it's huge it's huge for me going back to the hunger thing if i don't sleep i am ravenous the next day it is so much harder for me i've been using thinking of i've been in like the tech like kick lately for some reason, but I'm using the aura ring now, which I learned from my friend Pam, who has this portal uh, coaching app that and community. She's amazing as well. She's like on the leading edge of like biohacking and stuff like that. But I, I learned about this from her and it took me about a year to get one of my own, but I love 
I need to learn about the other data that it tracks and stuff. I actually don't use it for anything right now other than the sleep and the steps, but I'm fascinated by watching my my sleep. And it's so notable when I get less than a certain amount that I am just, my brain functions more poorly. I'm more hungry. I can't go as long. It's just, it's, it's notable. Very cool. Yeah. You know, the whole biohacking topic is, it's really, so I want to, I want to kind of touch on something really quick is that I've been hearing this. It's been kind of in my everyday in the last few days. So it's really uh, something I'm curious and playing with and it's fun and the word tech gets thrown around a lot as if it's something new (laughs) right and it's only because it's been in reference to electronic digital devices right right? and digital devices is not tech tech is any system that we use to improve upon a system we were previously using yeah. Right. It's the advancement of a system and the development of a system to economize our own energy, learn more, develop better understanding of value out of. Right. So mm-hmm. it's how do we extract value as we develop a technology? A technology is a knitted shirt, you mm-hmm. know, a sweater. That's a technology is knitting. Right. Yeah. So we think of it technology as like my uh, my mobile phone, but really Technology is any system we put in place to better utilize uh, some material at hand so that we can have receive more value out of it. Yeah. And it's an axe made out of is. a stone. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's anything at all. Mm-hmm. And so the whole concept that, you know, people are like, oh, I don't like tech. You're like, do you, do you have a blanket on your bed? Then you have a <laughs> right. technology. Do you, you have know? a house? Yeah. <laughs> a you use a knife to cut your apple. A right? roof. Like, <laughs> all those things. Yeah. So I don't <clears throat> I don't really like this. Um, there's this aversion to technology. And especially I see um, an energy in the world where people struggle with the concept of technology taking over the world. Where really that's not what's happening at all. What is happening is that people are looking for to escape their lives. And they mm-hmm. don't want to sit with themselves because they don't like the the feelings that come up, the emotions that come up because they haven't developed the – haven't taken the time to sit and learn what these things are and become comfortable with them and or learn the management systems, coping mechanisms, support systems to mm-hmm. be able to process these things. So I don't see technology as a threat in any way. I see our lack of self-awareness as one you know and so i just wanted to bring it back to that, that concept yeah um agreed there's a couple i wanted to give the name of that app from earlier and it's oh, c- yeah. called zero yeah. yeah the app is zero what? z-e-r-o and it is the what intermittent is fasting intermittent oh the fasting intermittent app. fasting app cool yeah, yeah we mentioned so, a bunch of apps today yeah. And so that, so that was one of the reasons why I wanted to touch back on this topic is like, yeah. oh, we keep talking about, 
you know, how do we get more value? It's because we develop systems to become better at doing the things that we need to do mm -hmm. to have full, healthy lives. So if I can use apps or use systems, if I can make a grocery list instead of having to remember all the mm -hmm. groceries that I have to buy, then I'm using a system to better improve efficiency in my life so I don't have to spend all my time thinking about what groceries I need to remember to get. What was I yeah. trying to remember? I write it down, whether it's on paper or whether it's in an app, it makes no difference. But utilizing systems to improve how we spend our time so that we can still do the things that we want to do in our lives, check the boxes that are important to us because they are values mm -hmm. to us, and still have the time to include those big blocks of time that we say we don't have, which are for me. Yeah. So that I can do a better job of finding peace, of taking time away, of working on my creative project. Like, so it's this big circle, right? Yeah. And I really just wanted to emphasize that this, it, it is a two pronged approach where we learn systems to better improve the way that we move through this world, this thing called life. We develop ways to navigate that are going to help us to do it most efficiently. And we take advantage of whichever ones we can help and we share them with each other. And that's what we're doing here is we're like, yeah. hey, here's some ways to better navigate this crazy thing that's going on that we're all part of <laughs> that nobody knows the answer to. Right? Exactly. So but here's some ways that we can get through it without it, <laughs> make it a little less painful or a little less suffering or more joyful right so we're biohacking the whole this thing, thing this thing that we're in all together that nobody knows what the fuck they're doing ever i love it <laughs> i love it so, I'm, so gonna, awesome. I'm gonna pin this with two final statements do it and i had this wonderful experience a while ago and i'll just keep reinforcing this i was at an ayahuasca ceremony and it had just finished. We were leaving. We were heading back to the airport, I think. Uh, and we were chatting and driving in the car. And I'm like, man, I just feel like we're like, we're cheating. We're like, we're hacking the system to have a better, it's like we're getting outside of being in the machine and learning how to run it and how to fix it and how to work it from the other side so that you're actually not in the world of Oz. You're Oz. Yeah. You know, and this is like, wow, this is cool. We're hacking the system. It's super fun to like find our way outside of this uh, thing that we just don't know what's going on. It's like you suddenly you do know what's going on, you know, yeah. and you can have the perspective. And that value has been infinite, infinite value. I just can push it right up to the top of the list and continue to remind. Yeah, immeasurable. immeasurable. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it, it absolutely impossible to measure. The ripple of, of all of that is, yeah, let's talk for about that for another hour next time we talk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I love you so much, my friend. I'm so happy to see you. I'm glad that we have systems in place that allowed us to just jump on today and go for it. That is also really cool. We're like, yeah, let's talk now. Let's do it. I love that. Yeah. I really love that we could do that today. Not just because I want to go skiing, but just because it feels very organic and natural and I'm just... I'm just grateful for today and the snow and every one of you I, listening. <laughs> and I really like your shirt today. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, it's my ski like turtleneck. That. It's my, I'm shoveling in my cat, space cat leggings, <laughs> turtleneck. Awesome. <laughs>
<laughs> All right, friends. Well, we love you. The usual. Join us in the Trust the Journey family anytime you want. Go to the website or find us on Instagram, trustthejourney.today. But ultimately, it's just the straight up truth of keep laughing, keep loving, and keep trusting the journey. We love you. <laughs>